Slack, a morning podcast. I'm back in LA. Um, it feels good. Uh, had a nice adventure yesterday, um, but I'm I'm back to my normal self. Yeah, you had a nice adventure yesterday. I had a nice adventure. I crisscrossed the the LA metro area dealing with um, some automobile issues of my own. Well, one of my own causing. You also crisscrossed america that's true yeah in an airplane yeah i flew i flew back uh from beautiful uh, new york city to la and um i had a lot of errands to run and kind of had to get the house together and um mm, mm. unfortunately unfortunately there was an issue with one of the automobiles it seems that it had been left um <laughs> without any gasoline in it and it was blocking it was mm. blocking uh, a garage that I needed access to for some other projects <laughs> and I had to um and so I go out to crank the car uh and it doesn't crank obviously crank. I'm not an ex- expert on this kind of stuff but I did notice that the car the battery is working like I knew it wasn't a battery issue I know okay. that much okay so I'm like okay. damn but the gas be looking a little low you know how these old cars be and it's been parked at a certain angle you know what I mean she wouldn't crank she wouldn't crank and i had to i had to kind of take Oof. take a humbling walk of shame to the local 76 mm-hmm. filling station so you you so you had to walk to a petrol station buy a gas cap a gas can yeah. because i'm assuming you didn't already have one unless supreme unless supreme made a collab yeah, right. uh, made one yeah. i don't know if you would ever own yeah. one <laughs> No, unfortunately, my Supreme gas can is in New York. So yeah, smart I had money. To, I had you to had to buy to... one straight up and then fill it up. You and so this is a little. Did anyone spot you while you were filling up a gas can with a gallon full of uh, not ultra premium, but mid, I, mid, mid premium? premium? It is a Porsche at the end of the day. I actually splurged for the two gallon because um, I was feeling a little. You know, I was like, if I'm going to walk all the way over here, I'm damn. Well. What are you? Are you going to go to Vegas? What's going on? I, I was splashing out. No pun intended. Um, so I was able to purchase the gas can. I did fill it up uh, with gas, and then I yeah, I walked back like a character on Breaking Bad through the mean streets <laughs> of West Hollywood carrying a gas. You had can. a black eye somehow. Yeah, nobody yeah. punched you. I, yeah, I was missing a tooth that was visible. Did at least, I mean, in a normal person in a situation where you're sort of at this moment of defeat, you're weak, you're vulnerable, you would maybe break on into a Kit Kat bar or something from the... From the, you didn't even get a go macro from this from the gas station. I, did you? I no, I I didn't. I walked back. Your restraint is something to be <laughs> studied by NASA. Well, maybe not NASA. Those guys are busy right now. I read. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I I had to read the instructions to make sure I I applied the right pressure, you know, so that the gas would leave the can and enter the car. Um, sure. It was done. I cranked it, put the top down, drove right back to the same gas station. Um, uh, <laughs> filled the car up, you know, a cool hundred. This is where I'm going to edit in Curb Your Enthusiasm music for you. I've been doing some music cues. Cool hundred dollars later, uh, I'm back at, at, at the house. I'm able to reward myself with a nice tall glass of ladder pre-workout and then hit Easton for a, for a, for an exercise before I come back, um, have to deal with some, uh, furniture, uh, deliveries and then I take an Uber uh, all the way to Glendale, a nice 45-minute ride during rush hour to get you the could, key. But you could bang out emails during that trip, I right? did. I was able to bang out some emails during the trip and then get yeah. my pick up, the other, pick up the other car from Jason's house because, you know, some street parking issues. So I, I've kind of – I would like to say, though, proudly, no tickets. No tickets. So, you know, it, you know it's, 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 it's nothing – 
to finesse the city of Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> needless to say, uh, I'm happy to be back, and I was up at 5 a.m. today, ready to rock. How are you feeling, Jason? I was feeling I was feeling depressed yesterday, but I feel good now. I don't know. I was I've been in a little bit of a funk. I mean, I'm just ready for it to stop being cold. And first of all, it's not it's it's pretty nice outside, from what I can tell. I mean, it's it's pretty warm. I mean, you know. It, it's in the 30s in the morning, and it's been it's been cold for a number of months now. I'm just it's been cold. It's been cold for a number of months now, <laughs> bro. You t- you talking like a fucking narc, bro? No, I'm on my like Shakespearean shit, bro. <laughs> it has been cold for a number of months now. Yeah, win- winter's chill has has visited thine thine arse for a number of months. <laughs> no, but I was thinking back of like, all right, what when last time I was in New York was like right before Halloween. Which was, you know, October, November, December, January, February, you know, five, six months. And I remember sitting on the balcony of the hotel, freezing my fucking balls off, trying to smoke a joint or something. You know what I mean? And that was, that was my, I'm, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for my balls to stop being frozen off. I like that. You, I like that you go from Shakespearean to teenagerian in a quick, <laughs> in just, in just a few sentences, uh, mm-hmm. you're able to do that. No one, no one does it like TJ. I, I forgot to give you a kind of a recap of the, the Tom Brown show mm-hmm. because I, I, I forgot we haven't talked about it. So I was able to, um, rub elbows with some hot celebs also what really real quick for a tom brown fashion show is there a step and repeat and is the carpet brown instead of red no there's no there's there's a vip entrance where the they bit com- of a missed opportunity where they come in and then they get photographed in like a little bit of like a set that is that is behind the scenes before they go onto mm. the go to take their seats but um i can only imagine how playful that set is it actually yeah it can get playful this season it wasn't super playful <laughs> but i last season it was quite playful it just depends oh, on tom's man. attitude but i did get to kind of kind of see and, and greet some of my heroes jason and one of those being a uh, friend of the show Whoopi goldberg um was <laughs> in the fucking Whoopi, bro it was a Whoopi queen latifah back to back i didn't know what to do. i was like these are two legends in the game right now did you ask her about that one time on the view where she farted no i did not i didn't ask her i didn't have time to ask her any questions it was a more of like hey Whoopi, what's good you know um i i that that was the that was kind of the idea big fan Whoop, big fan but then there were some keep doing your thing there were a lot of friends of the show and former guests in the in the building as well but um it was uh i was able to um I was able to kind of have a word with uh, Penn Bagley. Penn Badgley. Penn Badgley, but he didn't seem to. You interested. said his name badly, but go on. I've never said his name out loud because I'm just like <laughs> the guy from Gossip Girl. Because you're a grown-ass man. Uh, unfortunately, he wasn't too interested in talking to me, which is fine, but he did look incredible. Like, he's very, very good-looking, and the, and the suit fit him perfectly. It was, a ni- it was nice to see him uh, really embody the brand. Wasn't there recently a, uh, an interview with him where he mentioned that out of respect for his, his life partner, he doesn't film sex scenes anymore? Or something that's like that. right yeah that's right that that is something that i i think there's probably um how do we say more to the story um to that <laughs> i don't i don't know what that is it's like when the mother one the one <laughs> motherfucker posts 11 pictures of his wife on instagram with a bunch of hearts out of nowhere you're like mm-hmm. no what but, did what, what did you do but i was just like i i just yeah i mean i've never watched you but it's very popular and alex loves it so i guess i've, I've seen an episode or two but i just don't I, i'm just like i don't get this really but he is smolderingly hot 
So I understand that being part of the the, the main yeah. appeal. <clears throat> it's kind of, it's 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 kind of a continuation of his character on Gossip Girl, just sinister, dark, brooding guy. Where you're like, oh, this guy's like stalking me, but he is hot. So He's hot. I'll, I I'm like gonna it. go ahead yeah, and allow it. <laughs> yeah, I'll allow him to stalk. He me. is rifling through my recycling bin at all hours of the evening, but. He has the most fuckable ass, so I'm going to let him cook. But the highlight of the show, the, the set was really cool. It was like this downed plane. It was really cool. But the highlight was Tom, instead of doing... Downed plane? Instead of doing... and doing Third eyes open. Exactly. Instead of doing the usual kind of uh, designer lap, he had a... It was on Valentine's Day. He had a nice box of chocolates. He ran out, gave the the box of chocolates to his partner Andrew, who was in the front row, mm-hmm. which is a very a very sweet moment and a, and a nice. I kind of forgot how nice that kind of old school big heart chocolate box is. <laughs> speaking, I mean, and also speaking of Penn Badgley saying that, and there could be more to the story. Maybe maybe Tommy B was in the doghouse and he had to do something performative <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know Tom- what I'm saying? It, well, yeah, he probably was like babe sorry like i know that i know i I'm, I'm the president of the cfda now they said this is my time slot i know it's i look i know it's valentine's day i swear <laughs> i'll, I'll ma- look i'll make it up to you I, babe i will make it up to you tom you say this every year <laughs> exactly tom it was the 13th last year now it's the 14th <laughs> you do have a calendar right i just wanted to check i think it i think it's okay hopefully hopefully everything's fine but yeah it was a, it was a nice it was, it was a nice moment yeah. but yeah thought some prayers yeah, it was, that was even I saw that. That was a moment that was that went pretty viral. Yeah, something. Yeah, you. Were, I, I agree. The old fashioned sweetness of the large heart shaped box of chocolates. I'm sure whatever. And he hopefully he removed the chocolates on the insides. You know, infected with seed oils and palm yeah, kernel yeah, sugar. Yeah, of course, and of it course. was replaced with you know third wave cacao nibs. Uh, harmlessly harvested yeah harmlessly harvested is a, is, a, is a nice way to put it is a nice way to put it um but yeah it feels good uh to be to be back in to be back in la the sun is shining um construction is going on all around me um so it's you know we're alive baby it's a, it's another damn paradise and we have a big weekend of freeze activations and events i mean it's just it's non-stop over here at how long gone industries yeah I'm, I'm djing tonight dusting off the cans for a freeze dj set i don't know what it's for i guess i, lo- I love djing art galleries and art opening receptions because there's no pressure to maintain a dance floor and it's just a bunch of people standing around who already hate me anyway so they're, right. they're never it's gonna perfect. dance you're the perfect guy for you're the perfect guy for the job. Really. I can play hate- whatever I you know all the I don't have to drop bangers. Yeah. Okay. So you're leaving the Doja Cat off the USBs. That's probably better for everybody. But I mean, I I mean the new Supreme opened in the old Tower Records space. So oh, I, wow. I saw a lot of people celebrating. They're going to be able to find parking at Cantor's now. Um, which is a is a nice way to look at it. I was more like, finally, I can get to Dolls Kill without any more of these headaches. So yeah, it's, a, it's it's tough. It's a win for the city of L.A. in general. Um, I think mm-hmm. uh, o- o- right now overall. Um, but we do uh, have a guest today, a friend of ours from the from across the pond, uh, Gabe Price. He is the co-owner and chef of a restaurant called Rita's Dining in Soho that we ate at and had a great time. Um, and he's been beasting in the in the business for for a very very long time. And I just ran into him in New York. Actually, they were on a research trip, and when I saw him, he was like, "Bro, where can I get a good uh, 
where can I get a good rolling suitcase? We bought all these fucking plates and I got to get them back to the, I got to get them back to, back to the UK. So I, I was like, I think this is a good, this is a good thing to kind of understand the real grind mm-hmm. of, um, of owning yeah. a restaurant. Cause usually, I mean, it's, it's tough that hotel will give you thousands of dollars to go on a research trip <laughs> where you just eat a bunch of free meals and buy plates. It is a grind, but somehow we make it happen. Let's give uh, let's give Gabe a zoom. I can't wait to have a nice relaxing chat with a food cunt. I'm a I'm a food cunt. <laughs> is that is that is that correct terminology? I was I would ask you the same question, Gabe. Wait, quick, hold on. Wait, what does that make, Chris? Because I know you don't like food. Does that make you just a cunt? Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> he's an anorexic cunt. Okay. Okay, cool. I could be I could I'm fine being a plane cunt. It doesn't really bother me. Um, okay. but a plane cunt? Like a guy who flies a lot? No, no, not like not like not like Sully. Being a plane cunt's kind of a baller move. <laughs> it is, it is. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a plane cunt myself, uh, as you can see by my first class upgrade. <laughs> That's not business. It is first. It's first. I'm, I, I plane cunt to me means more of a private jet flyer. I think if I had to, yeah. if I had to position it. Yeah, otherwise you're a coach asshole. <laughs> yeah, co- yeah. You can't even be a cunt if you're in coach. You're just an asshole. You can't even. You can't even make it. <laughs> it's impossible to serve cunt in coach. Trust me, I've tried. <laughs> Jason's been trying since he met me. I fly coach, but I get the seventy-five dollar legroom seat. So I'm like, okay. I'm a cunt in coach that's not coach though that's premium economy give yourself a pat on the back game it's like building my own little premium economy in the back yeah but you're you're kind of a tall guy you need the legroom right i am indeed indeed how tall are you for the record uh it depends who i'm standing around if it's regular size people i'm <laughs> six foot three um oh, if yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. small people i'm six mm-hmm. <laughs> i just had the most horrific uh flight back from new york um which was- oh you did so i literally I, I i was i was joking in the intro did you say terrific or horrific horrific okay let's get into it chris just got back from new york yesterday i know i we, we i ran into him ran into him twice in the street and uh last thing i mentioned to you while going to pick up my suitcase was that i just picked up some edibles for the plane oh yes oh. <laughs> that's right <laughs> I forgot about that. Now, part. as as a food cunt, what do you mean by edibles exactly? <laughs> I mean a tiny little square of fruity uh, pastel that completely ruined my world for like nine and a half hours. <laughs> do you know the do you do you know the milligram dosage that you took? App- apparently, according to the guy in one of these newfangled uh, weed stores that are popping up, every second store is either a fucking gallery or a weed store in New York. Right? Don't come for Zaza or us right now. <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on our home on our home trip true, that's true. jason has a small investment in zaza zaza, zaza mm-hmm. rs <laughs> J- jason's jason's a weed cunt as well right so yeah he is also a weed cunt. i am a weed cunt that's right <laughs> uh i am not and uh i thought okay. I, I was recommended a small dose that would help me uh, manage a, an overnight flight quite calmly and i rolled in the seat for six and a half hours losing my mind tripping balls i thought i was gonna vomit piss and shit all it was the worst okay so was so this was maybe you know five or ten milligrams of an edible it was ten he said it was ten is that a lot well for for an amateur person who's not used to taking it especially somebody from from britannia where marijuana is notoriously illegal and shit (laughs) <laughs> it is going to hit you a little bit kind of like a like a freight train through Ohio whereas yeah. I could I will eat a 10 milligram edible w- during this podcast and it won't even 
one only in the last seven to eight minutes will i start kind of talking gibberish yeah i mean you have experience with drugs and alcohol before you're no you know you're not a pussy indeed Indeed. (laughs) The, the reason why i don't smoke weed anymore is because in my teens i was stoned almost constantly and then i had a um uh, I guess you call it an overdose when I was about 18 and I stopped not on weed obviously but um, <laughs> but I just never... important to make the distinction it is possible it sounds like you overdosed it on that uh, on flight 398 yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% um, but then I just after that other things happen in life but I just never started smoking weed again and now I think it is the thing I have the least tolerance for it just messes me up so bad it is not like riding a bicycle it's not and while we do have terrible weed in England, a lot of people do smoke it. It is around. But, <laughs> a lot of people uh, do smoke it. <laughs> but yeah, it is around. But I've I've been told by American like touring musicians and things like that, like it is around, but the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Yeah, you have to sort of get it in illicit ways, yeah. and once you do get it, you got to smoke the whole bag to even feel something. Maybe that's why I gave up. Maybe it was a kind of economy of scale type situation. But I, uh, yeah, I'm not and and. The, Everything on that level in America this last five days that I was there was pretty mind blowing. Even the plateware. <laughs> yeah, well, it's quite a, it's quite a specifically niche thing for me and Missy. But um, yeah, we discovered this store that apparently is world famous that sells like heritage American plateware. Jason, are you familiar? Um, are you do not do you don't want me to say the name? Do not ship to the. Do you, you want me to say the name, Gabe, or can I say the name? I don't want to blow up your spot, but it's pretty. It's world famous. Yeah, you can. <laughs> We have a lot of plate cunts who listen. We found out about it because it's on the, on the news. Yeah, true. Plate cunts. <laughs> it's called it's called Fish's Eddie, and it's um. It oh yeah, I've heard like of it. Classic. Like my plates are from there, and I don't even know anything about plate. It's just like the place you go <laughs> yeah. in New York because it's like there. I didn't know it was that. I didn't know they didn't ship, which seems insane to me. So because you, I don't know if I trust you to package up a bunch of breakable plates for the airplane when you're high. So that's the other thing. Because of that, I packed them all in my hand luggage, which was like, I don't know, fucking 50 kilos. And I was trying to get it out of the thing above my head while requesting a fucking wheelchair to get me to the um, <laughs> passport control. It was like wheelchair. a wheelchair. Um, it was wait, so bad. Chris, I'm, this this spot, just to clarify, it's it's like by Union Square, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, okay. Jason. Exactly. I think, I think Carolyn and I, the first time we ever went to New York together, we stumbled into there and and probably on an edible browsed and looked at cute plates with like lobsters on them for an hour it was great yeah Yeah. that's exactly the vibe i'm sure it's where every new restaurant in new york gets all of their scalloped plates which every restaurant in New York serves everything on now. Damn, shots fired. Okay, so, all right. So now, oh well, I didn't think we we're gonna get into it that soon. But Gabe, the, the gloves are off. Let's get into it. To be fair, I did just twenty of those thirty kilos of uh, plates are scallops, but um, but yeah, I had a nice little run through hot spots while we we're in town. I, well, hold on. I'm more interested in how many of the plates did all the plates make it back to London in one piece. I had to go straight to the kitchen, so I haven't unpacked yet. But I believe. 98 percent of plates have made it unscathed that's great that's that hallelujah i'm I'm impressed and thank god because i you know i was worried because what are you going to do you can't buy plates i'm going to start shipping for fishers eddie i'm going to be their guy i'm going to be their connect (laughs) i do i work in importing and exporting mostly (laughs) exactly mostly plates so now you you 
you and Missy, your your partner in, yeah. in life and in and in business. Yes. Um who was also tripping balls, by the way. Oh, so you, okay. So, okay, so you guys At least you had a buddy. Well, I mean that kind of makes it worse because then <laughs> you 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 have to look after yourself and after her. We couldn't communicate. I didn't know she was <laughs> going through the same thing. Okay, did while you guys were sitting next were you guys sitting next to each other? Yes, yes. Okay, was there ever a time where you had you wanted to ask her a question? And then you hit the little button above your seat to get <laughs> her attention to, get to ask her a question. No, but I did randomly eat her bread roll without asking. Um, was, it was just That's cool. fine. Yeah, I thought she was. Asleep. She's doing whole thirty right now, anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so you- okay. Well, I wanted, I want, I did want to play a little interesting food game because, as you know, I, I am an American cunt who was in London, indeed, uh, just a month, uh, just a month ago or so, and I also went to all the little cutie hotspot restaurants yours being one of them yeah and i did notice some some trends and things like that where i'm sure you'd notice some through lines and trends in american restaurants so um i'd like to maybe compare and contrast our notes and see what we have learned and what we can teach our viewership and our listenership 100 percent that sounds like a good idea. All right, so you guys have too many beetroot dishes. <laughs> yeah. Beetroot is okay at best. <laughs> I um, I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of beetroot, so I notice it but don't often order it. So I I I'm I I'm inclined to agree with you on that. Okay, okay, that's we're off to a charming little start. I think, I think every restaurant also seemed to have like a lot of the similar kind of little dishes done in their own special way which is a thing that happens in america all the time as well i think every every place i went to in new york is doing currently a bowl of white some kind of white bean in a broth with salsa verde for for 22 dollars <laughs> for 22 <laughs> yeah 22 dollars. so white white one. beans in a broth salsa verde Hit, hit it for the 22. Yeah, for like a dollar a bean. Okay. I like that. I which like is, a dollar I like a dollar a bean breakdown. I mean that A buck a bean? That sounds yeah. buck a bean. That sounds pretty <laughs> good to me. That sounds pretty tasty though. I don't know if I've ever had that. It does sound tasty. It sounds good, but but he's speaking from a of chef food cost perspective where you're like I know this dish costs 75 cents in food sure, sure. in food costs, yeah. so these motherfuckers are are raping me. Every server automatically said, "Have you have you tried the beans? Have you got the beans did you see did you see the beans on the menu it's like yeah i saw the beans on the menu i know i know you gotta push the beans <laughs> it's a seasonal um, dish i i i noticed a lot of places in britannia yes had a had a dish where there was it was a plate it was another plate that was around 22 to 28 maybe yeah it'll have some like stracciatella kind of cheese <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then a lovely placement of things on top of it maybe some oils that have been infused with herbs or, or some roast pumpkin like a, my, maybe there's some yeah there's a roasted vegetable on top. I, we had that and it was good it was good it is good it is good yeah. there's that one and then also the deviled egg where we do it our way kind of thing yeah well the, i i would like to claim some ownership on the impact of deviled eggs in in, in the uk oh okay big dick okay <laughs> big dick let's go i mean we've done ours since 2000 and, what when did we start 2000 2012 and suddenly there's a there's a there's a deviled egg or an earth mayonnaise on many a menu back when the queen was still in charge right i was just signed off by the queen 2012 year of the olympics she ran past with the, <laughs> with the torch gave him a nod i didn't know that yeah. that's so cool <laughs> we should you should talk about that more you should talk Officially about that registered i don't want to show off i don't want to show i off. mean there's <laughs> a good chance that deviled eggs were invented in london or in or in england 
before and then came to America? Who knew? I kind of think of them as like a southern thing, though. I kind of think of them as like a you know like a southern. southern I do too. I do too. But you know, the southerners came came from Europe at some point. You know, that is true. That and is people true. have been dancing in the egg space for centuries now. But I I think in in America. We the trend that we're on right now is has been, which I think is starting to die out, which is taking these classic dishes and then serving them kind of unabashedly normal and plain as a response or a pendulum swing away from everyone having to do their own funky little version. So yeah, now it's just like here's French fries, here is a shrimp cocktail. Yeah, the cocktail sauce is regular. Yeah, I didn't like add yuzu or no. There's no any weird shit in it, and I think that London is is sort of coming around in that same boat. I could be wrong. What do you think? No, I I, I kind of agree. I think that's always something that I have used a little bit. I think I I quite like to kind of anchor myself in both things. I'm, I'm I I love the classics, but I love showing off or doing my own thing um yeah so i i think we straddle both on our menu i always try to have something that's pretty classic you know the, i do think that that's dying out in, in in what i felt a lot in new york is there's a lot of european food a lot of european feeling places mm-hmm. places in, in an area where you know because I, I i grew up going to new york and la a lot as a kid and then i lived i was in new york for six years had a like profound impact on what i thought about food and just the the joys and things that were seemingly simple and everyday in america that we just didn't have here you know it's like why i kind of originally was obsessed with the diner and then that progressed to kind of classic american restaurants and steakhouses and all that kind of stuff a simple tuna melt yeah or or just like anything uh a side salad the side salad the tuna melt the patty melt the the you know eggs how you like them kind of thing Mm -hmm. so i have to new york seems to be getting more influenced by other places more there's it's always had great italian food and italian american food and there's always been you know loads of chinese food and japanese food but this this european thing i kind of started to realize and that a lot of the new places that are opening up are really similar to things that are happening in london which is having another kind of european renaissance as we have done the dumbest dumbest thing in the world and now, now that we're not allowed to go there because they don't like us anymore uh, we're, we're, we're just gonna to create... look hindsight is 2020 as it pertains to brexit you guys had no idea but yeah no idea absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we just pulled the rug from under us yeah simple mistake but they felt they felt like european restaurants with american people in them you know and american chefs it, it, it was kind of um there was kind of a bit of like a meeting of minds in, in kind of what ha- what's happening in London now and what's happening in New York. And uh, it's interesting to see. One thing I noticed the last time I was in New York, which was really funny when, to, to your point about New York kind of becoming more European, is so many of the cool hip restaurants around town with the outdoor seating decided, what if we just <laughs> rotate all the tables and chairs to face outside, <laughs> you know, aper- aperitivo yeah. style or, you know, Parisian yeah. style or whatever. And everyone was like, "Holy shit!" Like all it took, all it took was just moving, Bro. rotating a chair ninety degrees, and everyone was like, "Woo, let's have a Negroni." Do not come for Lay Dive like that, bro. Dime Square well, is, hasn't is, been the same. I'm coming for many different restaurants like that. I did hear someone, some, someone very, some kind of, some very meant to be there New York guy say to someone in a very <laughs> strong accent, "Hey, yo." cafe culture is fucking taking over and it was like <laughs> something that i didn't think hey was not for be. nothing tone but it appears that cafe culture is taking over <laughs> um, so I, I yeah i mean it, it's definitely 
Times Square is going to be Little Paris very, very soon. I mean, they already kind of, I mean, when it's when it's nice out, they like fully block off the street. I mean, it's just like the full street. You know? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it sounds crazy. So all the non-binary people can practice their heel flips. Yeah, it's, 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 you can skateboard, you can get a coffee, you can meet friends. Question for both of you, m- mainly Chris, because you are an American. Because of this European renaissance happening where we're kind of diverting back to that style of cafe culture, do you think there's a scenario where smoking will be unbanned in New York and in certain places? No. Where can you not smoke? Where can you not smoke currently? Inside. Inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just inside. I mean, there's always... Yeah, that's kind of everywhere, but... It's a human human thing, right? That's just like what we should be doing for for being alive. Yeah, I mean, unless you're in other parts of the world. I think nightclubs should allow smoking indoors. I think like like a nightclub... I mean, I guess the fines are just probably not worth it. Even, even, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how all that stuff works. They send in like a secret shopper, <laughs> but it's just probably it's probably not worth it to get no, the fine. No, no, no. Is my guess. I get maybe, yeah, maybe not, maybe not legalize it, but just sort of look the other way. I've smoked for twenty years, and I th- and if someone lights up a cigarette next to me indoors or in close proximity, I look at them like they've just spat in my face. I think it's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. So I, I hope it doesn't come back. Why? I think it's I think it's cool and sexy. To be honest, if I mean you're a health nut, yeah, but I still recognize. How can you think it's cool? And sexy? <laughs> because I can recognize cool and sexy. Okay, that's the kind of something I'm good yeah, at. If I'm, if I'm being honest, I mean it's the only reason why I still do it. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> what is the now? Do you but do you have a che- a cheeky one in your home by an open window in the loft? Uh, no, because my landlord lives next door, and um, they're quite um, they're quite. I realize I'm in a public forum. They're quite specific people. They're listening. Yeah, they're they're listening. They right definitely now. listen to it's, me. It's, I don't think it's <clears throat> I don't think it's bad to say that your landlord doesn't like smoking in your house. I think that's that's normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll leave yeah, it. Yeah, I'll yeah. leave it. At that, yeah, I won't, I won't say that for now. All right. All right. Uh, but no, I mean, it depends. Depends. No, I, I don't know. I think it's because I loathe the fact that I can't quit. Mm. And the only thing that ever got me close to quitting was sucking on one of those fucking USB sticks. <laughs> And that that was harder to get off than cigarettes. So I went back. To, I had to go back on cigarettes to get off the fruity little teat. I mean, Jason, you had a similar experience, didn't you? Yeah, I, I was I was vaping it up. And I, actually, I noticed when I was when I was in London, a lot more people vape over there than America. E- everyone and like kids that never smoked. Yeah. Like pe- kids are getting into that first, which is just. I can't see it being around for very long. They have all these fun, bright colors and flavors. I get it. Yeah, they're made for kids. It's like when they had like, uh, what was the one that got banned for loco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's like a fruit juice. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually sparks. I'm actually a sparks era um, juicer, but the four loco was uh, was pretty pretty intense time in uh, in downtown. I've never had a Sparks or a Four Loco. It's one of the proudest things. Damn. One of the things I'm most proud of. That's how I know you're a pussy, Chris. 2009, man. It was like uh, a river of alcoholic gin- ginseng piss flowing through downtown. It was... Uh, <laughs> ginseng It was fucking... Rev- it was absolutely... Were you in America during this time? Yeah, so I moved back to the UK... 12 years ago 11 years ago okay we gabe and i know each other we gabe and i know each other from new york jason you went to nyu didn't you i went to svi svi oh you went to svi okay i i can't i get them i get them all mixed up with the imports you know yeah 
I hung out with a bunch of NYU kids. That's probably why you were associated. Associated. Well, I probably I I sound like I went to NYU, but I actually went to SVA, which is easier to get into. Okay. okay. Uh, but yeah, I went to film. I, I went to film school. I was there for, and then I was in New York for like six years. Wait, you went to film? Wait, were you trying to be an auteur? That did. <laughs> that was the majority of my life. Yes, and then I accidentally started a pop up that turned into a restaurant, and now and I've been a chef for a decade. Oh, so you were just a, a cook, a hobbyist, let's say, and then it popped off. Let's say. Let's say. Let, I, I say a hobbyist. I was I was uh, interested in it a bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. When you when you explained that that was your first interest, and then you did a pop up that turned into a restaurant, and now you're a chef for the last ten years, there was a little pain in your voice when you recalled those instances. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 just a little bit, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, but there's still time, right? Or no? Have you have you given up on filmmaking, or are you? I'm actually I'm actually working on a. I'm I'm slowly working on a project with a friend of mine who is a film producer, but we're it's looking like a we're we're writing something very very slowly okay. together. It's something I'd like to get back into. But but when I moved back from I mean what was this 12, 12 years ago? I moved back after graduating. I'd made a a a, a, a short with some people and was screened it in New York. Came back to London, screened it here. And all I was offered was to sign with an agency to make commercials and music videos, which I thought. <laughs> Is something that people were like, no, I wouldn't do that. No way. I'm an I'm a filmmaker. And now now all my friends that did that uh own houses. And uh I'm in a flat, I can't fucking smoke it. Um so kind of that might be slightly where the pain in my voice arises, but um, and 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 also for just to add the icing on the cake. You also have to make those people dinner when they come to your restaurant. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, but of course, the uh, the joy one finds in commanding uh, uh, the the pan and the flame, of course, and feeling like a, a, a tattooed bearded man that can cook a steak uh, is totally. I worth mean, it. honestly, it's hot. It's hot. I gotta say, I mean, commanding I, the pan. I can't command a pan to save my life. So, and I, I, so I've never directed a Diplo music but you video. Only like yeah, but I can't make a salad either. I've never. Di- di- I've never directed a Diplo video. I can't make any. Chris, yeah, his his vinaigrette are, are notoriously unbalanced. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's kind of where I fall short. I'm able to source incredible produce, obviously from our. He's local great at sourcing market, produce. Yeah. I will give him that. But yeah. I just when it when it comes to the dressing, that I just cannot get the balance. It's I'm like a gymnast and I'm falling <laughs> off the balance beam. I just cannot get it. It's it's fucked up, man. Yeah, he's 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 more instead of salt, fat, acid, heat. He's just kind of like acid you know what i mean yeah, i skip acid. yeah i skip he forgot the three other chapters now what other what other things did you see in in beautiful uh manhattan that really because i saw you and you're going to Veselka, so i don't know what kind of research that is Veselka is not really that's a that's more of like a pilgrimage that's uh okay when i when i used to live there my, my brother nostalgia my yeah my brother, who's, who still lives in New York, he, he just moved back. But when we were in college and all of our friends would invite us for, for Thanksgiving dinner at their families, we would we, we would say no without really talking to each other because we would always end up at Veselka. Mm. It's just like a, a special place. Yeah. It's your cheers. It's, my, it's our cheers. But it's also, to my, in my head, just a kind of mind-blowing operation. You know, it's open 24 hours a day. They have like eight rushes a day. and the food is always exactly the same. It's quite an impressive thing to to do. It's not. No, yeah, you know, I mean, not. it's a machine that's in, that's 
pleasant to watch operate. As uh, yeah, I mean, as a restaurateur, it's like kind of like Balthazar, kind of you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's the Balthazar of diners. A symphony. A symphony. What other yeah? What other pilgrimages did you make then? So there's a, it's a combination of hitting new hot spots, but it's also trying to go to some of the places that that warm your heart. Did you enjoy any omakase style sushi experiences? No, I I never I don't eat much sushi. I'd like to eat more. I don't know if New York's the place I'd go for it. I, I think. Oh. Uh, I, but no, 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 no. Tell me if I'm wrong. I'm not. I'm not. It just it's wrong. Not, it's not. On, it's not in my head when I think of New York. Um, no, I, I understand that. I understand that. All those places. I mean, I eat a lot of noodles in the East Village. That's kind of what I yeah. think of. You know, like a ramen or a sobaya or something. But like, yeah. there yeah, are yeah. a lot of small. I don't really eat sushi in New York either, Jason, now that I'm thinking about it. It's kind of an L.A. thing. I mean, it's definitely a Japan thing. It's but. definitely a Japan thing. I think it's one of those things where... <laughs> it's kind of a Japan thing. Like, the, uh, consistently, I think you can get the best sushi in L.A. Yeah. But the best, best of the best happens in, in New York and obviously in, in Japan. But yeah, uh, I think New York, like the day-to-day sushi is not as good. But in terms yeah. of like the high level, the primo, like primo. Eight, $800 a plate, Type of shit. Yeah, I think New York still has uh, LA beat, and they kind of always will, just because of the money thing. You know, Where? it just boils down places I don't even know, places you've never heard of, and I've never heard of, but just Wall Street guys go there because they want to fucking jack off and do coke and eat blowfish. You know? Yeah, I, that sounds good. <laughs> it does sound good, uh, doesn't it? Wait a second, I think we all want to do that. What do you mean? You can hit up some of your commercial directors and see if they'll. They can yeah. set up a res. Take, take me out for the... Yeah. Hit, up, <laughs> hit, up Austin, hit, hit up Austin Peters and see if he'll take you somewhere on the company card. You know what I, I mean? I will hit up Austin next time. In a, well, actually, I want to try that strip mall sushi place in LA where all the celebs go. That looks good. Nobu? Sushi Park? Sushi Park. Yeah. Sushi Park is trash. It's n- <laughs> Some people really seem to like it. People who have... Um, I'll take your wreck. Their palates are easily pleased. The you know sushi parks for that. Are you saying are you set Jay Z's palate is easily pleased? One thousand <laughs> percent. Of course. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Jay Z will eat anything. You, we know how Jay. You know, Sean. You know, <laughs> he's how a Sean talented is. businessman and rapper. Amazing rapper, of course. But like Chris said, he will put anything in his mouth. <laughs> what is the what other places now? When you go back to New York, where else do you feel like you have to go? You know. Well, now the, I've never been before, but because it, I mean, I, I'm definitely a huge fan of Eric Repair and kind of how he is as a chef and as a person, and from what I know. So we went to La Bernadette for lunch. It just got oh, four baby. stars in the New York Times. After their four star, yeah. their four star review was amazing, wasn't yeah, amazing. it? Amazing. After 35 years, like crazy like such a thing to pull off and like the room is beautiful i know i was reading that i was like this is so beautiful i just yeah my only question was how much money did he have to pay to finally get that four star but (laughs) it really inspired me to want to go to le bernadan more than any restaurant ever i'm like damn they finally did it let's see what let's see what it is so how was it it's a very it's a very beautiful room and the service was was great and the food's fantastic and then it, it was great and then after the rest Go everywhere we went on the rest of the trip. It also had this kind of, uh, you know, it's not cheap. It's uh, 120 bucks for a, for a, like a set lunch, like a prefix lunch. That's not bad. Which is not bad, but then in comparison, how many courses are we talking though? Like four four plates, three courses, and a little amuse, um, a little langostino. You're not you're not hitting. I'm spending 120. I mean, 120 on lunch is. I mean, that's right. That seems so l- not crazy. Yeah, but then if you compare it to everywhere where you can get like a little bowl of pasta to share with your friend and um, 
some be- some of the some of them beans I've been talking about sure. for for, <laughs> sure. for $400 you're like oh <laughs> Laverna Dan is cheap yeah Laverna Dan's a good um, deal yeah exactly and the servers are the servers aren't obnoxious you know they're pros oh they're so nice the whole thing was it was really really nice in the room I've never been in that room before it's it's beautiful but um that definitely and then uh, I went out to Astoria my brother and his wife live in Sunnyside and we they took us to this Egyptian seafood place Whoa. uh where you, you pick the fish and they grill it or fry it or do it in a spicy place it was incredible damn that's and cool obviously mm. cost like a tenth of a <laughs> sure as a little... uh, it's called <laughs> cost a tenner for lunch Ab- abukir seafood damn okay that sounds cool is your brother now is your, is your... Is your brother into food as well, or is he just like I know a place, and then he takes you there? That he's into food. He's obsessed with pancakes. But other than that, he uh, <laughs> this is a full grown, very, very, very intelligent man uh, who is. Uh, is he just an Egyptophile? No, he. Uh, I, I believe this is the only Egyptian thing in his life. Um, but he he definitely does. You know, he loves food, and uh, so uh, every birthday. Would you make him a perfect pancake? I don't know. He, see, he's obsessed with cooking pancakes. I don't know if he wants them made for him. Oh, he just is perfected. What is his? Go- what is it like? Just a regular classic pancake, or is he adding some? I think accoutrement? the The peak is that American style breakfast puffy pancake, but not. He's not going. Okay. He's not going the. Uh, you know the like souffle mousse giant Japanese ones. Right. He wants a straightaway buttermilk pancake. Yeah, butter with with syrup and butter on it. Yeah, searching for the ideal. Bob's your uncle. Okay, and and this is something that he can a way to exercise his ob- obsessive compulsive disorder. I would I would say maybe because he is a uh, <laughs> profoundly intelligent uh, yeah. man, and and uh, he just has this one. This one channel. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I like yeah. that too. I think that's that level of obsession is is interesting and fun and healthy. If he's listening right now, welcome home, comrade. I feel like maybe this is <laughs> that could be the way I get into cooking. Is like I pick one thing and I really one thing and focus. Yeah, that may be my only way yeah. in the door. I, I don't see another something to replace that salad restaurant that you mentioned in every one of your podcasts that I'm sure you're getting back. <laughs> don't from. don't talk about sweet green. We're not getting backhanders. We're Gabe. We're very. First of all, you're just jealous that you guys don't have salads. You don't have fast casual salads. And we second of all, that. we're not we're not we're upfront about a relationship with sweet green and its illustrious and intelligent founders. And they do sometimes <laughs> put cashew bucks in our account so that our salads are free. And actually, disclosure. and yeah. actually, Gabe, it's funny you bring that up. I, I'm actually low on cashew bucks right now. So, guys, if you're listening, let's get a power. Yeah. Is, is this thing on? And Gabe, once you create your sweet green account, just <laughs> ping me on Slack, and I'll make sure they pump you up as well for that. Yeah, mention. Gabe, because that's the thing. Where you, oh wait, you you went to? I had to think about your other sponsors as well because I'm trying to I'm trying to get someone to hook me up with an electric car, and and you you're the Nissan guys, right? Oh wow, that's great. Yeah. The, well, the Nissan Leaf has traveled over eight billion miles since 2010 <laughs> so i think that could be a you know, great solution for it's you some, it's something to think about especially if you live in a major metropolitan area yeah, zipping 100%. around in a, in a nissan leaf uh, to pick up your produce <laughs> or maybe even to hit sweet green you know for a for a, a shroomami that's no problem how many cashews 
Can you fit in the trunk of a Nissan Leaf? That's uh, <laughs> this is we should. Someone needs to find out. So if you can give me one of those cars, I will do the research. And the all new 2023 Nissan Leaf, it looks smart, parked right <laughs> next to one of your Aston Martins in Mayfair. Yeah, it, uh, I mean, like it, it is just a, a head turner, a showstopper. I think we could do maybe a uh, maybe we could do a contest where we fill a Nissan Leaf with cashews, and people guess how many are in there, <laughs> and then the winner does receive the car. That sounds a little vicey. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It's not. A, it's not a gross jar. Okay, it's not like I'm putting from from a from a reformed Sparks drinker. You would know if yeah, something was know. vicey, wouldn't you? You would know. I, I, I may have crossed paths with that publication before. I used to live with the editor. <laughs> Who hasn't? Yeah, true. I think everyone's lived with a vice editor at some point. Which edit? Which editor did you live with? What What was Gavin McGinnis like? Oh fuck's sake! <laughs> do not. There are there are places you cannot go. Fuck that guy. It's it's weird. I didn't I didn't see it at the time, but now thinking back, I, you know, there were some there clues. Some there were some yeah. <laughs> There were some clues. Um speaking of uh Valentine's Day and restaurants, did you guys opt to create a special Valentine's Day menu or is that why you left town so you could avoid Valentine's Day? It, I, I think it is um well known as the the worst night to work in a restaurant. Worst night to visit a restaurant, to work in a restaurant. Yeah, definitely worst night to Bad visit. Bad for everyone. Why is it both? Why, because you're doing a prefixed and people still complain and shit? Or is it just like the worst kind of clientele? No, just because ev every table is a two. Oh. The, o the only reason why I would promote any of the newfangled uh, pol polygamy style, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Southern California relationship situations is so that they can get more than two people on a table at Valentine's Day because it's fucking hell. Okay. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just like stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Oh, two, because two, two okay, yeah. because two, it's just, two tops aren't throwing off as much cash, but also it's just moving too quickly. Is that what you're saying? I mean, it's not, it's not even the cash. It's, it's just the monotony of, you're just doing two people oh. at a time. It's never. So it gets a little boring. It's it's fun fun to mix up. It just gets a bit boring. I've, you know what? Fun. I've never th I've never thought about that. I've never thought that in my life. Yeah. You also get, and I I don't like to talk ill about anyone that wants to go to a, a restaurant at any point. I think mm -hmm. anyone that comes through your door is a gift. But there there is a there is a uh, <laughs> potential for people that don't go to restaurants much would go out on Valentine's night and you know as like their night out. And in there is potential for kind of not really know, knowing how to do things. They might not know how to act as well as somebody who is a, a restaurant local. This has not happened to us. This is, I'm all, but I'm, of course, uh, you're not speaking from experience as a restaurant owner whatsoever. No, absolutely not. But, but you guys did not decide to do a special Valentine's Day menu. You didn't do. No, no, we, we might put an extra like share on the board or something, but mm -hmm. a, a Valentine's menu is not, I mean, I just don't really get it. It's I think not... the beetroot would be really nice actually on Valentine's Day. If you think about it. Yeah. It's sort of a celebration of beetroot as it dies and stains various menu items also i listen i listened to your chat with uh with ignacio uh matos the other day and uh along the lines of the, the what do you really want for a valentine's set menu not not a lot of food right <laughs> oh, yeah. oh if you if you want the night if you want the night to end up where you want it to end up you know like, i forgot ignacio was talking about like morning sex i don't eat I, it's fuel for fuck <laughs> well i think it <laughs> 
I think that maybe this is when Omakase comes into play. Right. You know, it costs a little more, but it keep, mm-hmm. you keep you're keeping mm-hmm. it very light. Mm-hmm. I'd rather spend eight hundred on Omakase than spend one fifty and then feel like shit. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Is that something that you are able to consider or think about? Like that that kind of the, my favorite part about the Omakase is when you the the pacing of it and the sequence of dishes to where you end up eating a lot of food, but it's served at the perfect amount of time in the perfect order to where you're sort of like whipped into a frenzy. Yeah. And you're like, you know, you, you're controlling the diner in the palm of your hand. Is that I, something I pers- that... I personally love that. I mean, it's not it's not the style of what, what we could do at ours. We, you know, we're very pro, um, like a traditional restaurant setup where the, the, you, you have, you know, entrees and, and uh, appetizers, you know, appetizer, entree or starters, mains and, and dessert. The chef asked that you put in the whole order, et cetera. Something like that. Yeah. It, it's a little <laughs> bit of a, it's a little bit of a, a kind of response to the, the proliferation of small plate sharing, which is, which kind of drives me a little bit nuts, but, uh, but not because I don't like, eating lots of things. I think omakase is like even more than a fine dining set menu. Omakase is the best way to do that. It's kind of the point. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're not sharing, you know, you're not having like one little bit of a, you know, the end of a fucking bean or whatever. (laughs) And there is a world for that. I just think that's the other thing I kind of noticed a bit recently is that all the restaurants that are doing this, that they kind of want to be bistros, but they have a wine bar menu, but they want you to order as much food as you would in a restaurant. (laughs) But really... (laughs) You're getting wine and some little things that you are all kind of huddled around. Yeah, and if if you if you don't order the whole steak or the whole yeah. salt cooked fish, then they kind of look at you sideways like you're wasting yeah. their time. The way that I look at it, to a point, anyone that comes in your restaurant, you should kind of be stoked. You know, the cost if they're going to give you money for the thing that the only reason you're really in it for is to make money, you should probably be yeah kind of happy about it but there are ways to do that I, 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 you listening chris shut up <laughs> shut the hell up bro i no one is it no one's a gift i'm a gift i'm a gift i'm down i'm down here making all this food for you you're lucky i'm not charging your ass more and no, you no to, one's a gift i'm a gift <laughs> you guys had a good time at ours right and chris you ate you ate food you ate i loved food. no i loved no rita's was deli- rita's is delicious the vibe is good the server was cool and no, you was, met michael was, and we met michael yeah exactly michael was michael Michael is a gift. Michael is a gift to Jason. They had really like a heart to heart. I feel like Jason. So when we were eating at Rita's in, in London, Jason, I, I was downstairs talking to Gabe in the kitchen, and then I come outside to Jason. Chris was on, on his, the pass, touching plates, checking expo. I was touching. I was just. I was, was just making sure was. everything was kind of working properly down there, you know. And then I come outside, and Jason has befriended one of the the servers at Rita's, and they're just kind of pouring their hearts out to each Magic other. Magic Mike. XL. Uh, yeah, Magic Mike in this way that was in this way that was the I, I was just happy to witness the tail end of it personally. I was so happy to hear about it. I I, I didn't know. It was just really uh on the night, but it was very it was so it was very sweet to hear you guys talk about him on uh, on the show. Yeah. He was I mean, he had some he had some great material. My parents are in Arizona right now, yeah. you know. Once you start with that, <laughs> like <laughs> once you start with my parents in Arizona at a retreat, you know, there's a lot to dig into. Yeah, yeah I, I remember. I mean, that's I remember talking about him on the pod and we were I was my point was like in in London or England or whatever, like in general, you have those conversations with kind of intelligent, interesting, kind people so much more than you do in America nowadays. It wasn't even that strange to spark up a conversation with a stranger in front of a restaurant while you have a cigarette, but in America, it's that's like once every ten years. But in yeah. London, it's it's every night I agree. for whatever reason. I don't. I'm not sure, but that's that's kind of that one special bit about it where 
people are still treating each other like humans. I don't know what it is because I, I loved living in the States and I got, I've got great friends there and I, I get on with them very well. And I've never been in a situation where I felt like uh, shut out or, or people were like being closed with me. But I did. Ha- it did take me a good five years to remember to say please when I moved back to the UK. <laughs> really? Like there's just a kind of there's just like a linguistics there, especially in New York, I think. Um, it's just it's not that people have been rude in america it's just not in the kind of vernacular yeah and here like my 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 uh like missy or or, or anyone i'm with would be like you know you were just rude to that waiter and i was like why it's like you don't, you know i just don't it's just not in a i just had to kind of learn to be polite again right you you, you didn't mean to no 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 yeah i'm sure you make up for it with the tip you know what i mean that's kind of how i i think it's a classic throw money at the problem situation you know, if you want to go through life being an asshole, you just got to have cash on you. you yeah, know? that's and a, it's going to cost you. Very American. Uh, <laughs> that's right, baby. That's how. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. Well, it's funny, but it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that though, because I think of. I mean, I guess because I'm from the South. Like, I really, I, I yeah. had the opposite. When I was in New York, I would say thank you and please and yes, ma'am and yes, sir, and people would look at me like I had called them a name. Yeah, like, people were yeah, mad yeah. that I was doing that, or like it was aging them or something. So I had to dial it back a little bit. What the fuck do you mean? Pardon me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I have to. I have to acknowledge also. I don't. I'm not saying this blanket about america and the south definitely has but again that it's it's in that linguistics it's in like the 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 opera the way that you operate there mm-hmm. that the the please and thank you and you know that southern hospitality is a real thing you know and just that that kind of uh politeness is ingrained i do declare <laughs> absolutely <laughs> that's next i got it i've got it i'm trying to organize a trip to new orleans oh. um, soon why won't you go somewhere nice somebody I mean, saw the movie chef to recently is what it sounds like <laughs> you don't you don't have you could go to you could go to a southern city that's actually good i mean you know you, there's other places you, you want to go to new orleans to party don't act like you want to go there to eat gumbo lion ass I'm, I'm kind of all right for gumbo have you tried the beignets they're like donuts but worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your ass is going there to smoke cigs and and have some beignets, and you're at, you're calling it a quote unquote research trip. We're on to you, gay. Hey, not every trip I go on is a research trip. Sometimes I just want to um, get drunk. Okay, um, but where where would you recommend? Where would you recommend the south? I mean, I'm, I'm, I need to go to Atlanta. I jokingly hate New Orleans. I've been there once, and it's Berlin and New Orleans, the two places that I talk shit about because I didn't like them. I hate Berlin, but I'm sure that. New Orleans, I would, I will revisit for sure, just because I think it is pretty special as far as like this space it occupies in America that it like feels kind of like yeah. if Florida was in Europe, which is a very strange like combo. Yeah, that sounds amazing to me. Something that nobody ever asked for, but it yeah. does sound amazing. I mean, yeah. I would say, I mean, Atlanta's great, but Atlanta's just kind of like a big city. I don't think it's like you would have fun there, and there's like great places to go, but it's it's not. I think Charleston's probably Charleston. The, I really want to go to is probably the most special. I think in the South, as far yeah. as like it has a look and the food is good and just it's it's just different, you know. Yeah, my dad was there for a while. He he, he loved Charleston. I, I, that's definitely on my list. It's like if New Orleans was racist, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and they <laughs> have. But you should also Memphis is apparently. I've never been to Memphis actually, but I hear a lot about it yeah. from people. Uh, yeah, Memphis in my life. You need to get a Southern Elizabeth line. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Bill, that's that's what you need. Okay, I'll work. Could on you that. explain what that means to our listeners who might not know? <laughs> oh, uh, because our queen was gonna die, they built a better subway that only goes in one line from 
all the way east to all the way west. Okay. And it's the best thing she did uh, while she was alive. Don't say that. It's <laughs> like you can, you can get her crowning achievement. You can get from Soho to, I mean, let me say, like up, the distance of like upstate in 15 minutes. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's fucking crazy. No, I agree. I mean, the, the best part incredible. about the best part about London, one of my, fa- I mean, the reason I think I, I took to it so much is because of the tube and how well it works. Like it actually goes everywhere. It's clean. But you could, you know, you could, we, I took Jason, we took, we took Jason on a road trip to the South and we did it. And like, we went to everywhere you need to go in like five or six days. It wasn't that bad. Right. I mean, Jason, remember we didn't, we didn't even have drives that were over like four hours. I don't think. No, it wasn't that bad. But when you put it in European terms, five, six days, you're like, yeah, we went to Italy. We went to Germany. We went to Spain, you know, all these places. And in America, you're like, yeah, I went to both North and South Carolina and they had great gas stations. I would like to say both North and South Carolina do have amazing cultural differences, much like Spain and Germany. So I don't see, I don't really see the issue. If, <laughs> yeah. If you're looking to, I think that's fair. If you're looking to, sa- <laughs> that is not fair. If you're looking to sample, if you're looking to sample <laughs> chicken that is made at a gas station where the the owner <laughs> lets you know with with uh signage that he does have a gun on him then both yeah. the carolinas have different flavors of that right does it taste different if the guy's got a gun oh it, def- <laughs> it definitely tastes better it definitely Can you taste that it was made by gun having hands <laughs> well there's like in north carolina it's like or south carolina it's beware of dog and then north carolina Fuck the dog, beware of owner. Yeah, and both classic. of those styles of chicken cookery <laughs> are are wildly different. It's kind of like Szechuan versus yeah. Hong Kong. You know what I mean? One's one's gonna be a little bit more spicy. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. That's one's sure. gonna with with the attitude and flavor. <laughs> one's gonna involve a lot more paperwork with the police. But you've been yeah. to you've been to L.A. a lot, haven't you, Gabe? Yeah, I, I spent a, a lot of time there as a kid, like like very young. Um, and then I went. I've been back a few times um, in the last couple of years. But yeah, I've, my my dad was there on and off like most of my most of my youth. Was he? Oh, was your dad in the? Was your dad in the biz? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh, he's an actor. Oh, he's an actor. So you got to okay. So you got to go. You got to kind of visit and do that whole thing where you get to go have a little fun. Yeah, but he. So that that was my that was my America when I was a kid because he Broadway and movies. So it was like New York. LA all the time. So this was before horses opened. <laughs> I, it was, this was before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I try not to think of a time before horses. You know what I mean? I'm sure your dad doesn't either. I'm sure he's dealing with it his own way. So, uh, he, yeah, he's he's kind of fine. We're still mourning uh, with with that. But that's funny because I think that nowadays all my friends that that are actors and do things, you know, they have to like, yeah, I'm living in Mississippi for six months alone. You know, it's not quite like <laughs> yeah. it used to be. Kind of like you go to New York, L.A., maybe Vancouver. Now it's literally like, bro, I'm in I'm in Belarus uh, for eight months on this Apple thing, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm accidentally shooting people in the face in albuquerque <laughs> yeah it's just not it's not they're as... going ahead with that movie right yeah they're going ahead with oh they're it. gonna f- they're gonna finish the fucking yeah. movie gabe they're gonna finish the fucking movie and you know what you know how it is on the production side we, we put a lot of we you know we, we've done a lot you know we've, we've spent a lot of money <laughs> there's on a this. lot of moving pieces that are hard to stop from being in motion the husband of the woman that was killed is now an EP on the movie. No, no, no. Yeah. Dude, that's really? Crazy. Yeah. And that's fucked. You want to talk about a vanity credit? They're, they're <laughs> making a documentary alongside about the shooting, and he's an EP on that as well. I mean, look, I, look, I guess if she's uh, dead, what are you going to do? I mean, th- you can't bring her back. You might as well make some money off it. I mean, I don't agree with it, but. It's so messed up. I, I, I think there may be some, you know, there's been some argument that the only way they will get, like, restitution or, or whatever is that that's how they can get 
you know, a payout to the family or whatever. But fucking hell. I mean, the thing is so... Like like that movie's going to be a box office smash. I don't. I, I doubt it will even get a theatrical release. No. I mean, who's, who's going? No, see, I actually... No, I think there's going to be that kind of sick, like like voyeurist you know like i want to see what what if it was all worth it yeah but you're gonna have to cross the picket lines you're gonna you might well, jason let me tell you something I mean, about I'll, movies when it comes out on tubi i'll watch it but i'm not gonna spend 24.99 when you the first time you watch the crow did someone tap you on the scene where he jumps on the table like this is the bit this is the bit <laughs> right so like <laughs> it's fun. that's a good point no definitely point. not definitely i'm not. a bit of yeah actually while we have um a letterbox cunt on the pod game. Let's talk. Let's talk. Eyes wide shut. It was a documentary, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Let's talk about the 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 edited scenes. What do you think they left out? Well, without it, it was more of a home movie than a than a documentary. <laughs> um, but uh, a lot a lot of powerful people's peoples were uh, were involved in cutting that down. I, I heard rumors it was a child sacrifice. Oh, I think that's the that's the polite way of putting it. Yeah, that's the polite child child sacrifice <laughs> is the polite way of putting it. <laughs> I would hate to hear the impure way. What is the uh? What are you now? Do you keep up with all the new stuff? Like, are you watching what gets nominated for Oscar? Like, do you try to to keep up, or are you? Just... I tried to. I tried to. I recently. Um... How many times have you seen Tar? I've not seen Tar yet. That's definitely on the list. This podcast is over, Gabe. <laughs> I, I, I've heard good things. You know who saw Tar the other day and loved it? Michael. Oh, really? Michael already has watched Tar multiple times. This was a rewatch. Yeah. We, we discussed it. Oh, okay. He already okay. said, because we asked, I think Carolyn asked him, what's your favorite movie? And he said Tar. It may be the only movie he's watched that's not a Holocaust documentary. <laughs> so <laughs> He likes to keep it light. You know, I remember yeah. him saying that he the main reason why he watches film and television is to induce crying. Yes, which I think it. is a thing that a lot of young folks are doing nowadays. You got to get it out. Yeah, you got to get it out. Which I oh, I do. That's what I watch airplane movies for to have a, a a bit of a cry. Yeah, it's much easier to cry at forty thousand feet in the air. Not when you're tripping fucking balls. It's not <laughs> <laughs> different kind of tears. My kind question of tears. to you is: Did they? Do you think people? knew like do you think other passengers maybe the stewardess who kept bringing you water um do you think i think they were aware of what the was person happening? behind me definitely because my hands i kept putting my hands trying to put them on my head and they were kind of going behind on the chair behind me. bro you kept trying to you're putting your hands in your head like you just like ran a marathon you're trying to catch your breath type yeah <laughs> Yeah. So this is a real yeah. kind of like fear and loathing at LAX kind of uh, kind of situation here. 100% so did life. you were you still fucked up when you landed did you get one ounce of sleep or no um maybe like a minute here a minute there no i had to get we had to get a, like a you know the the someone with the wheelchair and the, the trolley with the beep, beep oh beep. that's real you actually you really yeah, yeah, real. do that to, to, to the to the part to the guy that could you know say have you taken any drugs uh they had to put me put us <laughs> in that to get to i did not know wait you you really did oh my god yeah yeah real trip like absolutely lost my shit so did so did you have to admit to these people that you were on drugs or were you just like i don't feel so good no i just said we just we just uh i i took some sleeping pills had a bit much to drink my real fear was that they were gonna say okay come with us and then while tripping balls them open a bag and be like why do you have 50 kilos of plates only that's the <laughs> that doesn't look great 
that doesn't look great. Yeah, they're going to break the plates and melt it down because clearly you're smuggling clearly fentanyl okay, or something like that. You don't want to be the guy that does the thing that the customs officer has never seen before. Like they've seen people, <laughs> you know, full of heroin, all the fucking shit. And then it's like, why do you have 50? You, you can't stand and you only have 50 kilos of plates. That's true. That does look that does look alarming, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, like I've seen it all, young man, and I haven't seen this. So we're going to move this into before. this different area of the airport now. I love the thought of customs agents yeah, I, I, melting down I really do not broken plates while you watch just know your money get flushed on the toilet that's funny yeah uh now i i we talked about this a little bit when i was in london but you know any guy i know um any person i know that's ever opened a restaurant they can't open just one and i you know i'm assuming that that you are now you are eyeing are you eyeing something else do you have some ideas are you a scalable we would like to open a bar there are no um, there are very few bars in London. Yeah. And, uh, very few good ones. Um, almost none in central London. And a bar is like a restaurant that actually makes money, right? Yes. They have no chefs and no food. Uh, it's such a good business model. You thought the markup on beans was good. Wait until you see <laughs> vodka. <laughs> we, uh, so we are kind of, we got one eye on, on, on the bar. I mean, we, we, we put in an offer on a bar recently and we, we didn't get the space and it's a beautiful space and it would have been great, but there was a little bit of relief in kind of not getting it i think um there's definitely a drive to um to do more yeah. i think right now we're, we're currently expanding uh rita so we're building another dining room in the back uh next to the garden and building a cover for the Ooh, garden as you should um and i think that we rather than capitalizing on multiple things right now we want to capitalize on getting the most out of this beautiful amazing space that we have it's like the location of I don't like I don't know if the context kind of translates outside of London, but to be on that street is 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 pretty special. Mm -hmm. So we're we're kind of pushing for that at the moment, and I I think further down the line for sure. But one of the other things is that we we don't have any um, at this up to this point we don't have any backers, we don't have any investors. Lots of people that have lots of restaurants are good at regularly going to groups of people and asking for money to open more restaurants, and and which is <laughs> fantastic. And spend other people's money—that's a fucking great, great, great thing to do. Sure, sure. But we, you know, we've been doing this for ten years, and uh, ten years got us here uh, as Rita's, and and we're we're pretty stoked on that. And at the moment, we don't owe lots of people money, and we don't have to pay money out when we, you know, so we we can kind of balance yeah. a bit of uh life balance we've got an amazing team love everyone there love the space and uh i think further down the line sure we're, there are other things that we want to do i want to do a, a giant restaurant i think we, we i think the next thing that we if it was to be a restaurant we would try and eye up like a a big big brasserie type space cheesecake factory Cheesecake Factory for sure. Yeah, they don't have that here. We can definitely do that. That one big Nando's by the river. <laughs> you're going. You're going Mother Wolf mode. I like this. <laughs> just don't play Daylight. Just don't play De La Soul, and I'll come eat there. Too soon, Chris. This is not, this is not the week to be saying. Oh, that, I'm sorry. Dude. I forgot. I'm. So, I'm sorry. I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot. Okay. Sorry. No. I, no. Fifty Cent. Even though yeah. I like Fifty Cent. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I know what you mean. But yeah. No. I think that it's taken a long time to get to a point where you don't have to be there every day. So right now I don't want to open another place where I have to be there every day. Of course. Cause I, I, I really like what we're doing and I think we can do more and better 
where we are still you know improve and that's that's kind of focus for now i don't want to get greedy amen i mean you're the first person i've ever heard say that but it sounds kind of like a smart approach you know that's just the edible talking still it's just it's just the edible (laughs) i mean don't get me wrong it's the right i'm not taking any chances my man my man's got to figure it out all right gabe thank you if you guys are in london or you're visiting london make sure you go visit rita's in soho it's delicious they have a banging little espresso martini oh yeah gabe gabe will come out of the kitchen and greet you um if if somebody needs to kind of bring the plates to the table and no one else is available mm-hmm. he will he yeah. is able to yeah do if that. you say that you're a listener of how long gone he does have to come out i do do that yeah, yeah. i do do uh, t- table visits i heard the chef on how long gone and and i was told that he would come out and say hi to us um so i would just you know just want to let you know we're here i don't want to blow you guys up too much but two days after you came to us and you spoke about us on the podcast someone i know message me it was like my friend listens to this podcast and needs to come to your restaurant so thank you for that one booking you got us wow <laughs> great one but <laughs> i felt a little one backhanded booking. it didn't need the one in there yeah, it did we just des- we deserve that i don't want to blow you up too much but we deserve that we totally well, that's just that. the person who was comfortable enough to mention that just think of all the other yeah. thousands of reservations made in the last month of people who came to your restaurant from our show yeah that's some people don't like to identify themselves they don't like the attention it kind of happens a lot (laughs) um gabe thanks for joining us it was a pleasure and um we'll see you soon bro absolute pleasure hope you guys come over again soon yeah we'll 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 be back in london i think in the summertime so we will we will bop in and see what other beetroot explorations there are to be had beetroot party in the new garden that's perfect uh, you'll love it sounds glorious you'll love it thanks gabe <laughs> Later, right. bro. Thanks, guys. Toodaloo. Toodaloo.